0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Also, will support you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com.
1: England putting in the work now to host the tournament and also all that talent we see, of course, with the Super League. Now, Julia, we know that it's already a victory being able to host such an important tournament. And of course, what Alexis was saying, uh, with the impact around with the girls, the locals, the future of football, what would it mean to win the trophy? What impact could this have now uh, on football in England? It would be, be amazing, it would be immense. We saw in 2019, we were in, in France for the World Cup. The impact that that had, it feels already a long time ago. Unfortunately, the pandemic, I think, prevented the, the, the women's game to grow as quick as it would have done on the back of that 2019 World Cup. And now this is, this is England's chance, like France had in 2019, to, to have that kind of impact. Of course, the, the further they go, especially if they win it, and especially if they win it before the boys, by the way, would be even even more special but even if they don't win it is to have this tournament to have full capacity stadiums and some are big like Old Trafford some will be smaller uh, for smaller games of course at times but but if you can have that kind of dynamic the momentum with you in the stadiums the big numbers watching on television advertising around it and then and then Put, put great light on all those amazing talents all the amazing players there's, there's young players coming through who are so talented that, that deserve all the spotlight on them you've got more experienced players like Wendy Renard for France would probably be the last Euros for her again she deserves the spotlight and, and I agree I think this would be it's a very open tournament even if you could say that Sweden are our favorite but it's a, it's a very open tournament it's probably the highest quality tournament we've had in women's football ever, even more the World Cup in 2019. I think this is even better, even bigger. There's, there's the teams, the levels, everything, the coaching, the, the setups, everything is great. And and I cannot see why this is not going to be a success. It, it will be a success. My place is doing what I do best. It fills stadium. Kegelberg takes that third place. I'll
0: find a My place. You are listening to your Women's Euro 2022 preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter, at soccer. that's at SGPSoccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC, that's at BetMUFC, at BetMUFC. And finally, also follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com, that is my premium pay service that has delivered. 109 months in a row of transparent track profit. That means for over nine years. I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. The Twitter account is at That's at LockBettingCon. If you go to that Twitter account, you will see the pinned tweet is always the PL from the previous month. Everything is transparent and tracked. And if you want to see other previous PL's, go down to the bottom of that page. Have a look at the little tags at the bottom. They say things like soccer, tennis, basketball, WNBA, etc. One of them says PL. Click that PL and you'll have access to all of the other PNLs to do your research before you sign up. You'll see the type of bets that we do. You see the sports that we bet on, and most importantly, you'll see the stakes that we put out. You'll also see members' comments down at the bottom, verifying the fact this service has really delivered 109 months in a row of transparent, track profits. So you'll you'll know all of this before you sign up. You'll know the sports. You'll know the type of bet, And you know that we have sensible staking and of course you'll have the members comments there verifying the fact we really have been unbeaten without a single losing month for nine years over at lockbetting.com. Understandably, you may be waiting for August when soccer returns for real, but we are still making money here in July. We're doing very well with our Wimbledon futures. We're making money in the NHL and the MLB. We are undefeated 8-0 this season in the WNBA. We don't put out many plays on it, but when we do, they tend to always be winning. And of course, we're putting out picks for transfers We have preseason friendlies coming up. And we will be giving out our soccer futures at the end of July. So our soccer futures, which hit at 81%, are coming out at the end of July. Plus, we are covering the Women's Euro 2020 competition that we are here to talk about. Now, let's start by looking at the futures markets. What's interesting here is that Jules Laurent just said that everybody expects Sweden to win. Well, the bookies don't. The bookies don't have them anywhere near favourites. The favourites are Spain. They're available here at seven to two. England are the second favourites at nine to two. Then you have France at five to one. The Netherlands at six to one. Germany at seven to one. And then you get Sweden, who are also at seven to one. Then there's a big gap down to Norway at fourteen. Denmark at twenty-eight, along with Italy at twenty-eight. And everybody else is bigger than fifty to one. So. You can understand why he's saying Sweden to, to win the competition. And I'm very surprised to see Sweden here out at seven to one as well. I would have thought they would have been higher up. I'm not necessarily saying they should be favorites to win the competition, but there is significant value with Sweden being at seven to one with Jules saying what he said. And when you look at the records here as well, for me personally, Sweden are one of the few consistent performers in women's football across the modern era. Um, They reached the last four of the last two tournaments, picking up a bronze medal at the 2019 World Cup in France before reaching their second successive Olympic final, claiming back-to-back silvers for their efforts. So for me, This is significant because in the Olympics, you still continue to play the same teams. It's not like the men's Olympics where it's the under-23s and and whatnot and a few few, um, alternatives. This is a proper competition in women's football. It really means something. It really holds some weight when you're looking at how to handicap women's football. The team to beat in Japan last summer was Sweden. They've only gotten better since their penalty shootout loss to Canada. And they have the right collection of experience, tournament nels and squad depth as well to go far in this competition. They look massive to me here at 7-1. In fact, you can even get some 8-1 about them as well in some places. They head into the tournament as a free-scoring team, and the goals seem to be shared around. I mean, there is value if they think they're going to win the competition in Arsenal's Steiner. Blackstenus to be the top scorer she's available at around about 20 to 1 but the midfield chip in with goals here as well and for me Sweden are too big at 7 to 1 some of this is via the process of elimination because some of these women's teams are not as strong as they usually would be if you look at Germany for example they've been the juggernaut of women's football as of um, as of recent years they've won the euros 8 times in 10 appearances, but I don't think they're the mentality monsters they once were, especially under the current coach, Martina Voss tecklenburg They've been very, very inconsistent. Um, as a nation, they have an endless pipeline of youth players, especially attackers. But there is never want for attacking players in the in the Germany squad. Um, they've struggled to know their best 11. They chop and change. Nobody knows who's going to start with this team. And um, they are in a very, very difficult group. Germany are in what, we'll, what we're calling the group of death. And we'll talk about that when we come to it. And there's no guarantee that they'll even get through out of the group. So they're not going to be... Any kind of shoe in to even be playing in the later stages, but we'll have to see how they start the tournament with France. They too have a, have a top pool of talent to choose from an endless supply. However, they always seem to bottle it when they come to these tournaments. They're a short price for me at five to one, especially for a team who have a very definitive incapability of getting over mental hurdles when you're looking at the Dutch they're another team who I think are in transition at the moment despite the fact they have uh, Vivian Miedermeyer I don't think that they are going to be challenging here for this tournament again We'll have to take a wait-and-see approach and see how they start because obviously with Miedemeyer in their team, she's likely to push for the golden boot if they stay in the tournament and we'll have to see how they start. This is a girl who has posted an impressive XG of 0.69. Now, I don't put too much weight into that, but that is a strong, strong performance in the domestic season. Now, when we look at Spain, after Barcelona put Chelsea on their backs in the 2021 champions league final tongues began to wag about the spanish national team but here is where i hammer home the simple point that barcelona are not spain spain are not barcelona barcelona are not spain i can understand the connection but that's really not the case here heading into the third tournament under the current manager they're yet to win a knockout match at any major tournament and worse still they have repeatedly looked disjointed when it comes down to Euros and World Cups. I'm not understanding how they're the favourites. Obviously, there's this narrative to parallel Spain with Barcelona. And I think there is um, a lot of weight put on certain players' shoulders as a result of that. I am absolutely stunned that the line hasn't moved this morning with Alexia Patilas out of the Euros. That absence for me single-handedly is the reason why I am writing Spain up. She is the Ballon d'Or winner. She is the Catalan captain. She was the key player for Spain going into this tournament. And the fact that she's out and the line hasn't moved makes absolutely no sense for me at all. The midfielder on her day is is one of the best in the world. She constantly oppressed for Barcelona for years. Yet, if we look back to 2019, when Alexia went to the World Cup off the back of a fine domestic performance... She was a ghost in that tournament, pretty much. She didn't really do too much there. But I still think now was the time. And that's going to be a big miss, not only on the pitch, but psychologically as well. So when you look at that through the process of elimination, that does improve Sweden's chances somewhat. And of course, they've got the pedigree. You cannot write off England. They've had some very result, very good results coming into the competition. And of course, they are the host nation as well. And for me, I would be looking at either England or... Or Sweden to win this competition, I would be shopping around for a 8 to 1 on Sweden, and I would be shopping around for a 5 to 1 on England as well. Looking at the groups here, we'll begin with group A. England are the favourites at 2 to 5, Norway at 5 2, Austria 14 to 1, and the Northern Ireland women are at 50 to 1. That tells you everything you need to know about this group. I expect England to come through here convincingly with three wins. At the same time, I expect them to rack up the goal difference. Hell, I even expect Norway to rack up the goal difference in their two games against the Austria women and the Northern Ireland women. A little sleeper pick would be for Norway to win by three or more goals in their opening game on Thursday against Northern Ireland because I do think that these teams will be looking to make a statement. Very, very lopsided group. England are going to win it and i would be looking at England as a potential parlay piece with some of the other groups. Now we look at the group of death where Spain women are very short here at four to seven. You have Germany at nine to five. Then you have Denmark at 12 to one with Finland at 50 to one. The qualification odds, which I didn't look at for the last group because it was pointless. See Spain women at one to 16, Germany at one to seven and Denmark at three to one and Finland at 12 to one. So it looks like a foregone conclusion that Spain and Germany will go through. But I think the Denmark women will have something to say about this here because I do think, as I said, when I broke down the, um, the, the futures, the, the outright futures, that both Spain and Germany are being overrated here by the books. Now, let's not forget, this is a Denmark team that got through to the final in 2017. Not only did they do that, but they brought through a whole new generation of talent. Of course, it's going to be tricky for Denmark to navigate the group with Germany or Spain in it, especially if they show up. But I just feel that the odds are too big here, 3-1, to for them to qualify for the group. No way is it a lock, but I think it does offer you some value. Moving on to Group C. We come back to a a group that is quite clear cut once again after covering the the group of death and and even according to the books the group of death itself looked kind of clear cut. This is a clear toss up here between the Netherlands women and Sweden. Netherlands women favourites at ten to eleven, Sweden at even. Then you have Switzerland sixteen to one, Portugal forty to one. Netherlands one to ten to qualify, Sweden one to eight to qualify, and Switzerland three to one, Portugal nine to one. Eileen Sweden here just because of the consistency. There's a lot of questions to be answered here about the Netherlands. Although I do like Miedermeyer to do what she does, which is to continue to score goals. And I do think she is a solid, ble- solid bet at 10 to 1 to still be the top scorer in this competition. Even if the Netherlands do end up getting knocked out earlier in the knockout stages, I still think she's going to rack up goals here. Look at the prices on her to score a hat-trick against either Switzerland or Portugal when those games come around. Finally, closing out with Group D. For Group D, we have France women as the clear favourites at 2-7, Italy at 9-2. It's 10-1 on the Belgian women and it's 16-1 here on Iceland. The qualification odds see France at 1 to 25, Italy at 4 to 6, Belgian women at 9 to 4, and Iceland women at 11 to 4. This is a closer group, but for me, I don't think the Italian women should be as big as 4 to 6 to qualify from this group. I think they should be a more significant favourite here. They were a team who were able to slip. Under the radar, a nation who are wholly forgotten about when they made their World Cup return in 2019 after a two year absence. They benefited from flying under the radar and were able to go out and have fun in France when reaching the quarterfinals. So, For me, I have a lot more pedigree about them than the other two sides. And even though it's a a odds on price, we have to lay juice four to six minus 150. I do think there's qualification odds. I do think the qualification odds for Italy do offer some value here for that market. France, for all their inconsistency, I think they are the correct favourites here. Is it a little short? Yep, of course it is. Two to seven is very short but I do think they will win the group. You may be looking to add that with England if you're looking to parlay the group winners here for these four groups. The final thing we'll look at here is the golden boot. I've already touched on it. I really do like the look of Vivienne Miedemeyer here. Ellen White of England opens up as the 6-1 to favourite. Then you have Marie Antoinette. Katoto at 7 to 1, then Miedermeyer at 10 to 1, along with England's Beth Mead. Esther Gonzalez is available at 10 to 1, Leah Schuller of Germany at 12 to 1, Ada Hegerberg at 16 to 1 from Norway, Alexandra Pope of Germany at 18 to 1, and everybody else is bigger than 20 to 1. Miedermeyer for me is the best player in this tournament. She scores goals for fun. Even if Holland don't end up winning their group and they do end up getting knocked out in the quarterfinal stage, I just can't look past Miedermeyer here. She is posting an expected goals total, as I mentioned earlier, of 0.69 during the domestic season. And I have no doubt that she will carry that form into this competition here for her country. She has comfortable group games as well to score goals in. Other than that game against Sweden, it isn't too tough against the, the it isn't too tough for the Dutch. And that's not to say that she can't find a net against Sweden either. Miedermeyer has scored against everybody. I don't expect that to stop here. There's going to be some games where. Teams can rack up goals. If you look at the, the England game against Northern Ireland, for example, that's going to be the type of game where you're looking at a Beth Mead or an Ellen White to score their goals. And there will be some hat-tricks scored in this tournament. I have no doubt about it. But I'm still willing to take Mead and here at the price of 10-1 to 1 to be the top goal scorer here in this tournament. Closing out with your lock on the show... Now, I'm going to give you a double lock because we won't be doing another podcast on the women's Euros until the quarterfinal stage. That's the next time you'll hear from me. So all of my group stage picks will be made exclusively over at LockBetting.com. So I am going to give you a double lock. My first lock is going to be on Italy to qualify. Italy are a danger to win Group D as they are in good form. But I think their squad looks... A lot thinner than France and I do think France will end up winning Group D. But I've no doubt that Italy will qualify and I love Italy to qualify here. 4-6 to six, minus 150. On the subject of France, they fit into my second lock which is going to be a Group parlay. The first leg is France. They are available at the best price of one to three and you can parlay them with England who are available at two to five. So shop around to make sure that you get those prices. If you parlay these two selections together at two to five and one to three, your parlay will end up paying out 187 pounds for a 100 pound stake. So an 87 pound profit there, close to taking um, 10 to 11 minus 110 odds, like we do in the, in the NFL. So not too bad there. They are going to be my two locks here for the show. So once again, Italy to qualify from Group D at four to six minus 150. And then you help yourself a group parlay with England and France to win their groups. England are in Group A and France are in Group D and that returns you £187 so an £87 profit from 100. So I'll be back looking at these women's Euros at the quarterfinal stage. I'll be putting my plays out over at LockBetting.com if you want to grab yourself a package. Now, as I said, the PL is always available for you to look at and do your research as the pin tweet at the lockbetting.com Twitter at LockBettingcom. As for podcasts here on the show, other than that quarterfinal show, I'll be dropping another episode of Bet MUFC next week. I dropped one yesterday, but obviously the Ronaldo situation is up in the air, as is the situation Frankie De Jong so we're going to want another podcast sooner than the two weeks I said and the World Cup show will finally be dropping in the next 48 hours that has to be the most delayed show in the history of the Soccer Gambling Podcast but that will finally be dropping in the next 48 hours we just had to get BetMUFC out of the way and of course there was a request to do this show as well so now we've done it we can get on with that show as soon as possible that's it for me good luck of all your bets as always and thanks for listening